It's not Muppets. Are you really getting the Muppet versus Puppet? Dude, there's a whole somatic thing that I will get into, okay? You do not challenge my love of Muppets, okay? Like, straight up, like... Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> They're Muppets, dude. Say something. No. No. There's a firm difference between Puppets and Muppets, okay? okay. Firm difference. Moving on. Welcome to the Couch Trolls Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Das Bruce. How you doing, man? That's bad. How are you? Pretty good, man. What you been up to lately? Lots of, of God of War. Lots I'm of God of War? still digging in deep. Okay, so you rented that for how long? I, a five-day rental is was it, not enough. Is it a purchase yet? Anyone that doesn't have God of War and a PlayStation 4 needs to buy God of War. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like never 20, around to that. I'm 25, 30 hours in. That's long for God of War. How how long were the other ones? 12, maybe 15 they tops. Like, they were all on like PlayStation 2 though, right? Other than yeah. the third one. But God of War, is, it has this crazy dynamic where you can, it has Metrovania type things oh, in it. Okay. So not only is it a long narrative story, but it also has spots throughout the whole game that you can come back to with other abilities to open up more doors. Nice. And there's these big boss fights that are Valkyrie fights. Crazy. I mean, this game is so good. I'm I'm so happy to be playing it. And I, friend of the show, Carl, let me borrow it indefinitely. So I'm <laughs> excited to uh, finish it up. But I get Detroit Becoming Human on Friday. So Ooh. that's why actually why I didn't buy God of War because I was kind of contemplating because I can't buy two sixty dollars games anymore. I just so did you play the demo for Detroit yeah. Becoming Human? Did I you? I, I posted a video on did the you? YouTube for us. Yeah, nice. So what ending did you get? Uh, I got the ending where well go check it out, viewers. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? Look at that! Look at that classy segue. No, I uh, I totally succeeded 100% because I'm like the best negotiator. Plus, I've seen Kevin Spacey and Samuel L. Jackson in the negotiator like a billion times. So. so that's the difference between you and me. The first time I played it, I did nothing. I just ran at him. Did you? Oh, yeah, I totally did. How bad did you fail? Oh, well, he shot me. <laughs> <laughs> the, and then I went back. I did it like 70% where I, I, I took the gun and I, I got aggressive with him and, and they both died. I, so apparently I just... I just play it like Rambo and just run, run and Awful. gun. And apparently running, gunning a hostage situation with a child is a bad idea. What? Who would have thought thinking, uh, looking for the facts and getting all the clues was how you solve that case. You know, I'm surprised that that game's not getting more shit considering the fact that like with all the like, I'm not going to get into political events, but they're like, Hey, here's hostage situation. Play our video game. David Cage has always been known to not care about what's going on around in the world. I mean, looking back, even like Heavy Rain yeah. had, had a lot of very subtle things to it that could be found offensive or too dark oh, for gaming. Like, you cannot have fun playing Heavy Rain, but you can feel engaged and be like really into the game. It's a good story and it looks at humanity, which it, is what's awesome. And I mean, that, that that's what good storytelling does. It does, but video games have that that label on them that they're supposed to be fun. And I think David Cage looks beyond that hurdle. He's like, the fun comes with the dynamic story, and I, it, it's a hit or miss for people. So I'm super excited to see what people... Like, I know that I'm already ready for, like, the 4.5 reviews. Oh, this is the this is supposed to be a movie. It looks stupid. Or, you know, they'll, they'll look at it like a movie. Yeah. And give horrible reviews. This doesn't play very well. The story is blah blah blah, and it's like, oh, this is this content is offensive. This isn't a good game. 
And then you're going to be like the other guy that's like, oh, perfect 10, did something new and original, look great. You know, you every single one, Indigo Prophecy was the first one I remember. Yep. Every single one of their games has some crazy, like, like go to Metacritic. You, you just see this crazy. It's just across the board. So oh, it just yeah. has like a perfectly middle score. Well, that's the thing, though, man. There's different medium. You know, it, it is games are a different medium. But there's, you know, like movies, you got different stuff for different things. Yeah, some of them like to bleed in. So I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping that my choice of picking that over, God of War is an amazing game, and I know that will get dirt cheap. I can get God of War 3 for like $5. Okay. So I, I knew God of War would get super cheap, but David Cage games typically don't get that cheap. No. They, they hold their value a little bit more because I think not as many people buy them. And now in the world where digital exists, there's even less people buying them. So, well, well, what do you what do you play then when you're not looking for the like subtly or like super dark? Like, look at this inside at humanity. Look how dark and greery it is. You know, dude, I've been I've actually been playing Rayman Legends again. Oh, really? Yeah, they, it was the PlayStation game of the month, so I was playing that with uh, my kids. Nice. Now playing that with a nine and a six year old, actually a lot of fun. Mm. I. It, it can be it a had little, that sweet soccer mode in it too. Yep. The the soccer mode was fun. It has the challenge of the week, kind of like Spelunky has. And nice. That game is still one of the best for a non-Nintendo platform. I, that's by far one of the best games, I think, for both kids and adults to play together. So if you want more, just come back to our last episode and uh, check out episode 10. Right on. More callbacks. Woo! Well, we're here today and talk about something much bigger. Oh, let's talk about the greatest callback of all, because we both know that there is a shift and change and things happening because freaking new Star Wars movie coming out. It's all about that solo. Which, okay. How are you feeling about that? The first trailer looks so stupid. The first trailer looks stupid. Second trailer looked better. Something that offset me about the second trailer uh, gave a little bit too much in the story, and that's why we're going to go into today's topic, which is actually Star Wars games. Yeah. I know. Wookiee Wives and Solo Girlfriends. I, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting movie. Okay. Here's my rundown. From the trailer, they're like, oh, he, he, was, he was a bad guy, but then he turned good and everything. Uh, anyone who's played older Star Wars games, which I was huge Star Wars guy back in the day, I think it's been diluted over time now because of what's going on with the whole... You just don't like where Disney, is, where Disney is taking the franchise Look, that we'll, you love. We'll get into that, but yeah. I want to make a I want to make a stern point here is that the plot line because okay, actually we'll do this. Star Wars, with what Disney said, they have now cleared out everything except for the original trilogy, episodes one, two, and three. Their Rogue One, Rogue One, their. Clone Wars television series yep. that was the CG one, not the 2D one that I actually enjoyed. I actually believe there are, we shouldn't get too deep into this because there's stuff that you probably don't know about, but I know there's a few books that are also in canon now. Okay. So okay. they they have now reached, I think, all platforms of media as far as how they're really I think they did like Darth Ball comic book series too yep, or something. And that's actually the biggest thing that I would say outside of the film. There's like five or six different uh, comic book series of Star Wars. Like you have all the major characters pretty much have their own series. The dark Darth Vader one isn't really good. Okay. It's called Vader down. It's a really good series. So, you know, we have all these different canon things, but I think, so uh, no, here, let me, let me yeah. do this. So the whole separate canon. So the canon that I grew up with now is now considered the legends thing where all the crap that I enjoyed is not necessarily part of canon. My problem is, is like there was a game called dark forces back in, I want to say like 95 roughly. Um, it was a PC game. Awesome. 
But the storyline from that game is what I feel like they're stealing for the Han Solo movie. And while that's cool in concept, I feel like that worked really well as a game. Did you ever play any Star Wars games growing up? No, uh, honestly, I was introduced to Star Wars in like 1999. I, Are you I, serious? I, I completely dodged Star Wars. I actually saw the original trilogy because they were re-released in theaters. Oh my goodness. You had all the CG, so, nasty, blinking Ewok type crap. But I, I feel like it was at a good time for me to see Star Wars because if I was younger, I would have saw it and would have been naive about it and would have had all this nostalgia attached to it like most people. Don't but wait, wait, see, whoa, whoa, by, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, pump your brakes. I, I, I am now, I was older where I watched Star Wars and I, I felt like I had a, I had a teenager eye versus a kid's eye. So I was able to understand that we were barely teens in '99, man. Yeah, but I was old enough, old enough to understand that Star Wars was not as great as everyone thought it was. Lies. The original trilogy is great. Yep. So clearly we're on different paths, but that's fine. We can fight about Star Wars games. Now. I mean, let, let's let's keep it real simple before we get into the games. What's your what's your ranking? Rank all nine. Include Han, even though you haven't seen it yet. Oh man. Okay. So. Uh, it's 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 really busting two camps. It's like what's what's good, okay, and bad. Uh, original trilogy, okay. uh, Star Wars: New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Wait, can I actually include the Ewok movies? Because I kind of no. like those. Those were no, made for those TV terrible. terrible. But I I got no. a soft spot for those. They're not, they're not canon. They're not canon. canon. Okay, original Star Wars trilogy. I will say, I think Episode Three. And then episode seven are in the camp of okay to good. We're gonna get like some, really we're gonna good. Get so much hate oh, on this. I know it's, it's this is going to be so bad. <laughs> Original trilogy is great. Then there's those two flicks that are okay. And then everything else is just kind of garbage. And see, for me, I actually put Rogue One at number one. Rogue One is awful. Rogue One is the only. Rogue One is awful. What was good a, about Rogue One? It's a complete story where I have a beginning, middle and end to the hero's journey in the movie. I have characters that are good. I'm not sorry. Great. Who was the main character in that? It was some random girl. That's what makes it great. It doesn't have to be about some big legacy name character. It does. That's the whole point. It's the galaxies at stake, man. The Meanwhile, you got robots cracking half crappy jokes. I liked it because it was, hated that it, robot. Was, it, was, it was a snapshot in the galaxy instead of being, it, it doesn't have, the stakes are not as high in that movie as it was. And it also fixed. It the, was. The stakes were the highest in that. Are you kidding? If they didn't get those plans, well, Death Star, then they were screwed. It was a story that didn't necessarily need to be told, man. No, but it fixed the biggest plot hole in the original. What was the biggest trilogy? plot hole? Um, how easily they took down the Death Star. They just walked no, in there and shot it. They got, they had the plans. That was there. How'd they get the plans? Oh yeah, Rogue One, making it the most important movie. Because without Rogue One, you didn't need to see that. It was <laughs> no, but from someone looking for a complete story without seeing all the other movies, it was the best standalone movie. The best thing in Rogue One was the Darth Vader fight scene that they filmed like two weeks before they released and slapped on the end of that movie. It, it definitely helped. <laughs> it was like the only good part. But so you're interrupting my rankings. I'm here. sorry because it's awful. So Rogue One's my favorite. And then I would say that the, the original trilogy would probably follow that. And then it'd be seven. Okay. And then one. Really? Yep. I, I think the pod racing was the highlight okay, of the pod movie. racing was cool in the Darth we'll, Maul we'll fight get more in, We'll get more into that because pod racing was, was a big thing for me. Okay. And then Darth Maul, cool character. Yep. Poorly implemented like all other Star Wars movies. And then you go on two and three are terrible. And then... 
I really hated eight too. I I've I've now seen it a few times and I I've liked it less and less every time I've seen it. So I've given all the Star Wars a, a try, but Rogue You're One. You're not even a Star Wars guy to begin with, though. I'm, it's not about Star Wars. I think it's more about space. I'm just not into space stuff. Why? Like I never liked uh, Lost in Space. I never Lost in Space was cool. I, didn't, I never liked Star Trek. I never liked Star Wars. I don't even like Green Lantern. And I like DC Comics. It's just I don't like that. Cosmic, Green Lantern is like the worst. I don't of like cosmic space stuff. Cosmic stories, I think, is what it really comes down to. I'm just not not into, a big Silver Surfer fan, right? Uh, <laughs> I can go a lot deeper in the comics of it's just too much. I I think it's just too too out there for me. All which, right, which is fine. So, well, what was your first introduction to a Star Wars game? Then, what was the first one you picked up? Then, actually. The first one I played was actually that fighting game that came with the PlayStation demo. I got oh, my PlayStation. Masters of Tirashawa or what? I can't yeah, even remember like the that. name of that. It that came was with like so bad. It was eight like or ten Tekken. characters. Yeah, it was just the like, Tekken style fighter. It, it's actually, funny because that no, was it that actually it had to be like worked Tekken. in. It played like Virtual Fighter. Yeah, it was. It was, it was very floaty. Yeah, it was <laughs> very floaty on the controls. It's funny because that was that was what was canon, but now it's probably considered legend. Oh, it's definitely legend. So. You know, to get my first PlayStation, that was the one I had. That was garbage. But what actually bought me, got me kind of the Star Wars gaming stuff was actually Pod Racer. Really? I actually bought a 64 because of Pod Racer. Why? Because Best Buy had a demo of Pod Racer. Oh, was that one? Uh, there's that Best the, Buy that it, had the. It came with the purple controller. The Atomic Purple. Yeah, they did Atomic Purple and they did Pod Racer with it. Nice. And no, they had the purple. That's when the purple con, uh, console came out. Okay. But. The Star Wars one was the the original gray and black one. They are just getting rid of their old consoles, I'm sure, by adding the just Star doing Wars game. Bundle deals. But coming from PlayStation, I loved a game called Jet Moto. Ah, okay. I was a huge fan of all three Jet Moto games. And the next like transition from Jet Moto was definitely Pod Racer. You had that ultra speed, big open environments, except Pod Racer it had that Star Wars attachment to it yep i loved it. it it was a great game and it played really well with the single joystick on 64 did you ever do there was allegedly like a rumor where you can plug in two controllers and do twin sticks have you ever tried no, that i i did it on the second pod racing game i actually played it was called star wars racer revenge oh pod racer uh no it's just racer oh is it it's really a, yeah it's a, but it was the sequel to pod uh, racer it's definitely a sequel to pod racer and what they did is they they took the the very basic concept of the game and added it where you can tweak your vehicles a lot more, like you could customize the, your robot, like you can kind of tweak what the robots would repair on your vehicle. Okay. They added a lot more levels. I think there's like thirteen levels. Much more technical racer, right? A little, I yeah. And then they had the dual sticks, which uh, very much PlayStation too. Yeah, so you so can actually do the, sticks. the analog sticks. Nice. So, I mean, for me, I know you were in Star Wars way before me. So where did your Star Wars stuff start? My Star Wars started with uh, Super Nintendo. So like the Super Star Wars is the stuff that I got super hardcore into. Like my parents would go and they'd like plan like a dinner date night and I was old enough to stay home and they'd be like, okay, we'll go and rent you a game from the video store. (laughs) Family video, actually, (laughs) Um, which I ended up working at years later. But they would go and they would get me uh, like Super Star Wars and then it's just you know, be in bed by 10, we'll be home. And no, no way. No, it's always like, I hear the car pulling, I'm shutting off the system and running up there. And I'm like laying in bed trying to like quiet my breathing. Cause I'm like, (sighs) cause you're like sitting there trying to be like, you wanted to play, you wanted to beat it. It was a fun game. It followed the movies pretty well. 
created enough extra levels with the story. That's always the weird thing. Wasn't the, was there only one or was there more than one okay, there for was the Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo, there was three games. Oh, so they, so did, they did, did one for each movie. Okay. The first one being the worst. <laughs> and uh, me and a uh, friend of the show, Ned, yeah. tried to go and beat that recently. And there's this whole thing. We will occasionally text each other about Lava Beast Joanko or whatever. <laughs> it's one of the worst, hardest Creatures to at fight point, in the beginning. I, I got to try those at some point because I've heard a lot of people say that they're very different. Like that Star Wars experience is different than all the other ones. The trick is to keep moving. People don't realize there's a health system, but the more enemies you kill, the more likely they are to drop health and they're constantly spawning. So if you're not. Oh, they're con- constant. <laughs> if you stay in one place, they'll spawn until they kill you. But if okay. you kill them, then they'll take it. So it's like you just have to keep moving it's not, and then just try to platform the best you can for what the situation is. <laughs> yeah. So there's like avoid giant holes for instant death and just try to kill as many things while moving. If soon as you stop, you're screwed. And I mean, then you fell right into the, I, you were a hardcore Xbox, original Xbox. Guy. Oh yeah. I, I know I felt like that's when star Wars peaked and it's exposure. Like they there did were not, so many games. They did not do well at their start though, because one of the, uh, it was close to one of the launch titles. I remember going over to uh, this one kid's house. He had gotten an Xbox and he had Halo was his big one. Uh, I can't remember what wrestling. I think it was like SmackDown 3 or something. But he also had uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan. Okay. That is one of the worst games you can possibly play. It sounds cool in theory. You get to play as Obi-Wan, separate storyline. He has a sniper rifle. Obi-Wan doesn't believe in blasters and there's sniper rifle sequences. It's like having a Batman game where Batman gets a gun. Yeah, pretty much. Like you're like, what is the point of this? On top of that, the controls for the lightsaber was equipped to the right stick, which sounds cool in theory. Like, oh, I can flail it around, but it's not one for one. It's was the equivalent of fight night controls. So you like swing the stick out into the right and he'll do like this half crappy side slab. You got to pull back on the right stick to go and block shots. The force powers were kind of cool though, because you could force push people off cliffs. They had like a very basic physics engine. So you could pull stuff off walls. Okay. Was it it similar to Jedi power battles then? No, it was way worse. It was, it was way worse. Jedi power battles at least was a fun, like beat em up. This was a, yeah. you should explain what power battles is real quick. So uh, Jedi Power Battles, did you have that one too then? I, I had a little bit of uh, experience playing it, but I never I never owned it. And yet you went and you had, did you have a Dreamcast? I, I had a Dreamcast, but I, I pretty much Dreamcast. had all racing games and Sonic games. Okay, <laughs> they released it for Dreamcast too, which okay. I guess is a considerably better version of that. But it was a two-player co-op and it was almost Streets of Rage style. Was it like Ultimate Alliance? Yeah, so it was that like weird kind of top down camera thing. Yeah. So it was like a 360 degree, like kind of plays like a side scroller, but not exactly. So it feels like them old beat em ups. Okay. So So old Star Wars beat em up. (laughs) Old Star Wars beat em up. But it was cool because whatever character you picked, you could level them up to at the end of every uh, level. Okay. So you get special powers. Each person had a different move. Like Obi Wan had like this thing where you'd like swing, like fly in and just take out like a whole bunch of people. Mace Windu had like a like deflect where you just throw the lightsaber and like crouch and it just fly all around him and clear anyone around him. Now, was that inside the episode one story? That was all within episode one. Okay, so, so it was essentially a movie. It, it was, was the movie game. 
it no because there was a movie game for Star Wars Episode One oh. also, <laughs> which I don't own, and I guess would be more like what the Obi Wan game was. Okay, so the Obi Wan game terrible, but a game that's considerably older, much better. Yeah, it, it's kind of <laughs> weird because it's like I feel like they had like a patch of like good and then bad. Because uh, what is it? Did you ever play Super Bomb Bad Racing? They were just starting to throw. Oh no, that yeah. See, I I. Pod Racer was great, but so you could smell the terribleness on that game. Super Bomb Bad Racing was, <laughs> I think it just, they were like, let's go with the Mario Kart. Let's make big, giant, cute characters and put them in tiny cart. What What was your next, what was your next I, game then? Dude, Battlefront, honestly, for Xbox. Battlefront for yeah, Xbox was good. That was, I had first played it on PC at a LAN party. At, yeah, oh, I played it at LAN. Oh, really? Because I'm old. Old internet cafe. I mean, that was 2004. So that, okay. was, that was when we were in high school. And that was kind of my first experience sitting down at Naboo and just, it was, it was great. I, I really liked the original Battlefront game. I thought it was really fun. It was just a war combat game and it, in the Star Wars universe. Did you ever play any of the RPGs? Uh, no, uh, Knights of the Old Republic was, I, I, well, from what I hear, that's still considered basically the best Star Wars game of all time. It was, it was a lot like, uh, I think you played, you played Jade Empire, yeah, right? I played, I've played a lot of Bioware games, yeah. but how it, the reason I never got around to that one is I was really late to Xbox anyways. I mean, I got Xbox right at the end of its life, right before the 360 release. We were playing Mercenaries, which was yep. also LucasArts, ironically <laughs> enough. It? Yeah. Yep. So I I just didn't get into it when it was big. So I kind of just missed over it. I had Jade Empire. I liked that one. And then I had moved on away from it. And people, even to this day, still talk about how they play that game and I feel like a couple of years ago, I tried to go back and finally play it. It looked terrible. And I just don't think it aged well for someone like me who had never played it before. I have no nostalgic attachment to it. You're so not I, even a big Star Wars guy, man. I, I don't. And see, I'm still. Which I don't understand. I, I still the stay world, open. the lore, it's all good. And you're like, oh, story. I want well, you know, story. I played all the Lord of the Rings games. And there, really? were, some, there were some real doozies in you there. You know what's <laughs> funny? Those Lord of the Rings games. That exact same engine port was what they did for like episode three. Oh, I'm sure. You remember I, that? I, I believe it. Did you? Uh, I remember me and uh, me and Brandon actually yeah. bought episode three because it had scenes from the movie prior to the movie coming out because this was like a pre-internet era type thing. It was weird though because like movie tie-ins kind of work well, but they they always don't. Like you no. want them to work well. It was I, it was a good marketing thing. I'll give them. Sometimes I, I feel like they always release the games right before the movies came out because if the game really sucked, it well, like, like I said, it had it, the footage. So yeah. you're like, Oh, I want to see this yeah. before it's in the movie. They, and you've already bought your ticket to the damn movie. They were pretty much making you buy on the hype. Oh yeah. But if the movie came out and it sucked, no one would buy the game. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, and one story I actually remember from high school is when you bought this game called battlefront two. Oh gosh. I'm and so disappointed so with that. I liked battlefront a lot at the time. And my friend Bruce, he got Battlefront 2 and was so excited about it. Because the first one was so good. And then and, the second one just deviated and like, oh, so man. much. You came into school. You're like, oh, man, that game sucks. You want to buy it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to buy it. I for sold it to you for like 20 bucks, too, and I just dropped 50 on it. Yep. And then later I traded it in for a PS2 version. Why would you have a PS2 version? my Xbox broke. And I 360 is backwards compatible. At the time, oh, yeah, it was, at the time at the, well, no, at the time it wasn't compatible. Oh, before they, the update. they did all that late patchwork. See, but so why didn't you like the second Battlefront game? If it, I, the second me, one has grown on me, I will definitely say that. But it was the okay. Here's the thing. You know how the Jedi's control in that, yeah, which isn't great. That's the Obi Wan controls. 
Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's if they took the thing from Obi-Wan, half slapped it in there. I mean, Star Wars games, as far as like shooters go, are really good concept. And like I said, Dark Forces, the one that I definitely yeah. think that this new the solo movies about. Oh, yeah, they're they're totally stealing that. Dark Forces had a really good series of games, too, because they did Dark Forces, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast, I believe, made it to console as well. And those are considered some of the best multiplayer Star Wars games. And the whole story with Kyle Katan and everything is just a really good, rich, awesome lore. So you were getting good quality content of Star Wars story in Star Wars universe. That was canon at the time. Now legends. <laughs> I'm sorry. That irks me so much. Um, And then you have this awesome, cool, unique gameplay, really good game engine. Uh, What was it? Jedi Knight. Um, the first dark or the first sequel to dark forces. You could actually lop some dude's arm off with because that was the first time I remember getting my hands. So were they considered mature games or were they? No, teen, they, they were, were games? still teen because okay. there's no blood. Because oh, with the lightsaber, Star, Star Wars blood doesn't exist. So you cut off an arm and it just sizzles and it's <laughs> awesome. There's it like is. a little smoke trail. That was the first time though that you really got your hands on a lightsaber and felt like you could do Jedi moves and powers and awesome. And I mean, speaking of that, I, I feel like where they kind of peak Star Wars, there were three games. You had Republic Commando, which was for Xbox oh, 2005. that's or, a good shooter yeah, too, man. And I thought squad-based shooter, it worked. How it, did they not do another one of those? It must have gotten development hell at some point. Like, you know, where the studio got bought by someone. Some, something must have happened where that team is gone. I, because I feel like that, that happened multiple sold, times. Sold, sold poorly because it was the end of era. It came out pretty close to the end of the era. I mean, it was an exclusive, so it didn't really get the exposure it needed on like PlayStation, which was the far superior system. And everything at that time. was getting lumped in with like Halo clones at the time because it was like, oh, it's going to try to well, compete not with just Halo. Halo. I, I think the military squad stuff was really big. Ghost Recon and some of those because Xbox had a ton of those. Well, all all that for the Tom Clancy series was yeah. awesome because you could do multiplayer on and, it very uh, well. Psychom, uh, yeah, Psychom, right? Psychom or. I can't remember the PlayStation exclusive one. Oh, SOCOM. Oh, SOCOM. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, yes. did, I, I never played on any of them. So I military shooters were not my thing. They, okay. They, there was nothing about that that I wanted to be part of. I was totally in fantasy land. Well, there was a land. lot of garbage that was getting pumped out at that time. And I think it probably got lumped in spec with ops. that. The original spec. Okay. Ops that was were, budget titles and those are great. <laughs> don't you dare but, challenge but my they, love of spec ops on but PS1. They, they definitely blend in. Like there's like another military shooter game. And then it's like, okay, we'll just take that, that concept. We'll add star Wars to it. And you think it'd suck. It ended up being amazing. But I mean, besides that one, there were two other ones. I like it because you could do door breaches and Wookiees would just like clock a dude and they go flying, man. Some of the weapons were cool. I, I don't know. I just. That well, it was your gun had a different attachment, so it'd use your ammo differently. So you could use sniper rifles and everything. Republic Commando was just a solid squad based shooter. Plus, you'd like melee a bug was and it, the it splatter. Was wasn't it? I can't remember if it was actual co op or not. No, I don't think it was. Uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. That's like, probably what it was. That's it probably where it, it failed. It, it needed. If it. that was more of a co op game, it'd be great. But like you'd punch a bug and then it'd like splatter on the screen and you get this little laser that would come and clean your visor yeah. off. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about super that. super cool. But no, that to me, that was probably the most creative game they made. But the best one was Force Unleashed. Ooh. I mean, Force Unleashed. This just proves that what Star Wars games do wrong is they link too hard to the story of Star Wars. 
they they don't just use all that lore. They they have to link themselves somehow to the movies. And the further they get away from these movies, the better the games are. You have Knights of the Old Republic, the game that people love. That's I think a, a thousand years before. Yeah, it was a thousand years. So, I want to say before I mean, the original trilogy. And that's a fantastic game. This Commando game, Republic Commando, great. I, Unleashed, great. It was stuff that was happening during the time of the movies, but in a different setting. In a galaxy far, far away. Uh, uh. <laughs> waiting for one of us to ruin this entire podcast. But, you know, Force Unleashed, the ability, I took, I was crushing TIE Fighters in well, it the was, air. It was everything completely blown out of proportion. That's what made it fun. But it was still, because you were played Darth Vader's Secret Apprentice. Yeah. So it was still tied into the lore of the world. Yep. But you also got to, you know, you got the lightsaber combat you want because that's something that through the that years. Was legit they, lightsaber they, combat. Yeah, they, if they had Force Unleashed lightsaber combat in a Battlefront game instead of that crappy Obi-Wan style. Yeah. I would be down for that. So, you know, they they were they were working on the lightsaber fighting over time, but I feel like Force Unleashed is where they finally did it right. But on a larger scale, just seeing what these Jedi powers could do, like the whole turning some of the ships in the air or crushing TIE fighters. I mean, you you were just I love so when you bend the power. rebar outwards <laughs> when the TIE fighters are trying to do bombing runs on you. You just bend the rebar outwards and they just smash into it. I he just and the whole idea of him struggling between dark and light really fell in the theme of what Star well, Wars the whole was. Gray, the whole gray Jedi thing was super popular and that's that's another part of that whole Kyle Katan thing yeah. from dark forces was it bled into that. It opened that up. And that was the first game that allowed you to go and be like, Hey, there's more to it than just light and dark. And because you have that gray Jedi area that opened up the story so much more. And since it was part of Canon, that's where you start getting derivative work of, you know, your- and I almost feel bad that Force Unleashed didn't end up making it to a movie. Like, I feel like it would have been good enough. Just like people want Old Republic made into a movie. Unleashed really was a, a good enough story to be a film. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's it's almost sad that that's part of the legend now instead of. It know, is. It's completely that, washed that one, out now. That was, that was a perfect game for for the lore. And it's like, oh, now they just kind of. Did you ever play any of the DLC that they had on the special editions? I can't remember. I think Jedi Outcast 2, I want to say, had where you were on Endor. And you could just go up. if Because you, you know how you had like where you'd walk up and grab someone for like a melee attack or whatever. Yeah. If you did that to the Ewoks, you would just punt them like a mile away. And if they hit a tree, that game had a really good physics engine. Of course, you of course you would remember that. Well, you know what, man? Do you, you know how good physics the physics? Way too I hard. love the physics. Are you kidding? You could bend doors. You could <laughs> when you kick an Ewok against a tree, the bark would just shatter and fall off. Plus, that had a really good opening to the game. Speaking of DLC, um, Force Unleashed. They, I'm a big fan of Soul Calibur. Oh yeah, and the the I crossover actually, promotional. Yeah, work I was like, oh, for that. it was the crossover promotion for the second Force Unleashed game. Yep. And they're like, hey, you know, why not? Let's throw some Star Wars characters in Soul Calibur because Soul Calibur is a great weapons combat game. Why not add two lightsabers to well, the game? Soul Calibur, starting with two, they would start to go and bring in random celebrity guest characters. I, I kind of count the first one as a, as a celebrity because. It's weird was Yoshimitsu where he kind of falls in because he was he's Tekken. Tekken. He stays Tekken okay. as well. So I, I was because I think Yoshimitsu was first in Soul Soul Caliber no. for Dreamcast. Nope. 
No, was, was he, was, he Tekken he first? He was originally Tekken. Okay, so Tekken came out before Dreamcast, So technically, man. he's the original celebrity. He was the original celebrity character that they kept on, So, and but it's Namco. Yep. So Namco owns the rights to that character, so they threw in one from their other fighting franchise to kind of bring him in. Soul Calibur 2, though, was they did an exclusive character for each system at the time, and Which I remember was this was the fight in high school for us, because that's when this game came out. And it was, if you had a PlayStation, nobody talked to you because it was Hayachi from Tekken. Yeah, the guy with no weapon. The guy with no weapon. <laughs> his fists are his weapons. I thought he just got different colored sandals. Like, his feet were his weapon. They're like, like his joke no, weapon his, was like. His gloves. They, they always showed the gloves. Was it the gloves? And, which is crazy because. Why wouldn't you not, use gin? Exactly. That would, I, I feel like that's what made me more mad about the whole scenario is Yoshimitsu, or not Yoshimitsu, uh, Hayachi. He, yes, he's a famous character from Tekken. But there are better characters. There are way better characters. And, the guy that you put on the cover of all of your games, Jin. Jin, you don't bother with. No, you know what? Let's pick the boss, the dude that's as bald with like I don't know spiked hair. Talking, but he is he is the, the he is uh, iconic part of the franchise. I get it, but not iconic and, enough. It, but when they make the weapon gloves, guess who wore gloves? Jin wore gloves. Yeah, that, that's like going it, and... Oh, it just drove me crazy. That's like if they were to go, uh, let's go and let's uh, put Frankenstein in the game. They're like, you mean Frankenstein's monster? No, Frankenstein. Okay, so then you have Spawn for Xbox. Spawn for Xbox, which was really weird because at his the weapons? time, he's got that uh, battle axe. But was it all battle axes, different battle axes that you Yeah, got? it was different battle axes. Oh, okay. And they cut out his cape, unfortunately, because the system couldn't heart run it at the time. It, it. And... <laughs> Here's the thing. Xbox did not really have a mascot character at the time where Nintendo Nintendo had one of their main mascot characters with a weapon. And let's just throw Lincoln and just completely break the game. The game was not broken by Link. Just stand next to an edge and grapple someone. Oh, yeah, you beat the you beat the final boss by throwing him in water. The game was not broken. I think that's what sold like probably the most amount of uh, GameCubes ever. I, I also feel like the combat worked on that crappy controller as well. I, it, for it some really reason, did. I, I, rem, I don't remember like the Z button or any of those things really being a, a burden to the game. No. A lot of games, I I, I specifically remember no, the you're, controller you're breaking L and the your, game. Your L and your R were your blocks, which they're not pressure-sensitive the controllers. Well, the C-stick, C-stick was like quick moves. Uh, your B button was usually your uh, block mm. or and your he, triggers. Not to mention, he had a weapon. Yeah, the, you know that big. Part what a concept! Of, <laughs> yeah, right. So let's 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 just get all the way up. To no, the, because because here's the thing. Uh, so with those characters, if you're gonna talk about Link being broken, which he totally wasn't. Okay. If we're gonna talk about broken soul, ca- I'm, soul I'm, I'm gonna pull up. Let's I'm, I'm, jump we're back. Gonna, we're gonna pull this, and we're gonna ask. Please our, do. Uh, oh yeah, I want to know because I, I know do. there are plenty of people that like Soul Calibur too. And they know Link is broken. So I'm, I'm, Spawn, I'm throwing it out there. Spawn was overpowered in people's opinion. I didn't have enough experience with him because he was like the other guy that can make weapons up yeah. here. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, also made by Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Because they had him make uh, Necro. Yeah, Necro. Yep. Yep. He reminded no, me a lot of If we're going to talk about broken Soul Calibur characters, that's fine because we're right on the subject of the Star Wars games. The exclusives for Soul Calibur 4 were on PlayStation 3, you had Darth Vader. On Xbox 360, you had Yoda, and both of them had The Apprentice. On three? No. Four. Four. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said three. No. No. I don't, I don't, I Yoda never even played this Vader. So I completely forgot about broken. Vader. Because you had to download him if you had a 360 copy, and no, he was the exclusive character for PlayStation 4. 
you could buy with the DLC the other character. So you had the 360 version? Uh, see, for Soul Calibur 4, yes. it's the Apprentice and Yoda. Yes, on 360, you could yeah. download Vader. Yeah. It, he yeah, was something that you had totally to pay for. over me. I never did And I never then did if it. you had the PlayStation 3 copy of Soul Calibur 4, you got Vader and the Apprentice. So that was the less broken really? version of the game. You oh, could pay yeah, for Yoda. Yoda. Now, Yoda, the thing that reminds me most of Yoda is Odd Job. Because he was too Golden damn Eye. short. Like in GoldenEye, it's like a certain percentage of your shots will just miss just because of what character you are and what weapon you're using. With Yoda, it was like if you didn't use your low kicks and a lot of your like Yoshimitsu was great because he had like those that spin. Yeah, that, that, that low ground. kick spin combo. Oh, yeah. Yoda, the only thing that made him fair to fight is the fact that to grapple, you had to jump at him with Yoda. So you threw yourself in midair. No, because the grapples were unbreakable too. Because either you get hit by it or you grapple when he grapples and it cancels the grapple. Yep. And Yoda just completely broke the game because you get near the end of like the survival modes or some of the other modes and it's like, oh, you fight Yoda, you lose. I hated that so badly. But I like the idea that they celebrity guesting for the game, especially because the next game that's coming out has uh, Witcher. Oh really? Yeah, Witcher's gonna be the the main character. Uh, who owns Witcher? What is that? CD Project uh, CD, Red. CD Red. Yep. Nice. And that's gonna be Witcher's gonna fit perfect into it. But for some reason, Star Wars, I felt like they should have used just the Apprentice. Yeah. And no Vader, no Yoda. Get rid of the legacy characters and just really use just him. And I, I feel like they could have found another character that would have gone. With, he was relatively like, balanced. Yeah, they they could have figured a different way to do it, but. It is what it is, and it's definitely the past where Yoda's just a terrible character for fighting games. But I mean, we can't we can't deny the fact that now we have to talk about Battlefront EA's. Battlefront. Okay, thank you. I was hoping they would differentiate. <laughs> it, it, it's the it's it's the elephant in the room. Come on, we we, we have to talk about this because I know we also feel different about EA's Battlefront. Well, okay, Battlefront. I love I love the first Battlefront. I've grown to love the second Battlefront. <laughs> EA's Battlefront, though, is a specifically different monster, and they have to technically keep it as part of Canon 2 now? Yes, the EA contract with Disney is any game they make is going to be considered Canon. Okay, so any game prior Canon is Legends. So do you still count the Battlefront stuff, the original Battlefront stuff, as somewhat lore or no? No, I honestly I put that in the the pre Disney. That's that whole I, I, thing? I really just feel it's, okay. it's so. That's I think that's another way they get away with using the same name is because which was for one a very dumb idea. I hate because that so you, much. You they should have called it something else. But they wanted the hype and they they wanted to eat off from the fact that there had been so many years. That's all that they do is eat. But for the, just to kind of style, put it out there, man. the the real differences for people who first if there are people out there that haven't played Battlefront, especially the old ones versus EA's Battlefront. EA's Battlefront, really, instead of going third person over the shoulder, they they switched it to a first person, optional third you person. Could go, you could go first yep. person in the original. But this game is kind of built to be more like your Call of Duty type of game. Yeah. And it's Call of Duty, but you're thrown into five. The first Battlefront game, EA Battlefront game, was five different locations. All very iconic. Great music. Only two available from start. No. <laughs> right. And then what they did is they, they really created an immersive experience for you to get into the war, which I think the sound, the graphics, they had really yes. great ideas. Yes, I will I will admit that the the visual elements of it, the attention to detail that that team put in, 
graphically, it is beautiful. And everything else is where it starts to fail. Sound design is amazing, but gameplay. Yep. The if game, you can't play it, it ain't worth it. The, I don't care if they got story. You're a story guy. Did you end up playing through the story campaign? Well, there was I'm no just, story campaign in the first one. Yeah, there was none. And that, that was the other issue. They, I mean, they completely, they're like, oh, Call of Duty fans don't play story. So we're just not going to make a story. Well, that's not true because there's still a certain element that story brings to games that, although I, I don't like Call of Duty, I've played through all the Call of Duty stories. So there's still a, a group of us who want both. Well, Here's my thing. There was no story mode in the first one. You don't really need a story because the original every Star Wars War was a story, though. Exactly. Like every map felt like a story. Well, you had a overall objective by the time you oh, reached that, the that, end. That's right. There was those. So there was no that story, story, but it was the objective story of if you were fighting on Hoth and you were the Empire, you can wipe out everybody. But if you didn't wipe out that generator, you didn't win. Yeah. Where if you didn't wipe out the other team and hold your generator defensively uh, battle for Endor. Also when you're going and when you're the rebels, if you don't bomb the crap out of that shield generator to get the death star thing down, you were done. But both of those statements you made are true in the new ones as well. Those, those objectives were there, but they were not a big part of the game. I feel like where the EA's battlefront really made two big mistakes. One respawns were too far from combat. So it made dying such a long experience. It didn't feel like you were actually strategically taking no spots on a map either. No. Cause it was, you would spawn in like with a squad or something, which is kind of cool and nice from the, uh, battlefront yep. or not battlefront, um, battlefield series. Yeah. I like the little, like if you're rolling with a squad, you could be like, I always want to spawn on this dude who's my captain. Yep. Which is nice where That's you, cool. you kind of transfer your, your spawning with your team. Yeah. But, Sometimes if you're, especially I played the EA's Battlefront by myself. I never played with any friends online. Neither did I. And my experience was terrible because I just, I never really felt part of a team. I never felt in combat. And then the biggest mistake they made was the vehicle tokens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Instead of not putting vehicles on a map, I had such a problem with because there was no reason for you to go and try to take anything. There was no strategy to the map itself. In the original Battlefront, you would go, hey, there's vehicles at the spawn point. Maybe we should take this spawn point so that we're not getting dropped on by Y-Wings. And the, the tokens were pretty random, if I remember correctly. Like, they, you never knew when there was going to be one available. Oh, and then occasionally you get a vehicle or you get, like, a legendary vehicle where you're like, oh, man, I got the Millennium Falcon finally after getting, like, 16 billion TIE Fighters. Yep. And then... You never learn the controls for it, so you it, die yeah, instantly. It, it it was a, it was a complete mess, and I just for some reason they lack of class. I want to bring that up in a second. What do you mean class? Because there was no classes. There was you would not pick like a soldier class. A you just picked your weapon loadout going into the maps. The weapon loadout was kind of attached to a a, a soldier type, but it was very minimal. It was very I, minimal. I, I will say I did like the cooldown timers on it though so when yep. you're like oh you got a sniper rifle you get one shot with it and then you'd have about 20 seconds before you could or you know whatever yeah. nine yeah. seconds before you can use it again so that way you're at least not getting spammed by that or someone spamming the like i'm just gonna give myself health pickups and see I, they did kind of do some semblance of balancing which was kind of cool and i will say now level that progressions this one was 
awful though. Neither one of us played Battlefield Two. Uh, no, EA's I did. Battlefront Two. I did. Uh, did you? I didn't play it just because I didn't play it to extension. I played it very minimally because it was more of the same crap in my opinion. Yeah, and I they mean, did fix a lot of things, but it still just wasn't to jump great. on the second one a little bit. The, it became kind of a big thing when the second one released because what they had added was a thing called the loot box. Which oh, is, the loot box. Yeah, which was a random chance of having certain perks added. But what they had done is they did it where when you bought these loot boxes, they gave you weapons to basically make it a pay to win. They, they offered elements to the game to make you better than everyone else around you in a, in a player versus player atmosphere. Well, the first game's progression, let's talk about first EA's Battlefront. If you pre-ordered the game, you got the best blaster in the game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. If <laughs> you didn't pre-order the game, you had to go and wait to rank to level up to 20, which never happened because it was going slow because you were getting slaughtered by people with pre-orders. They did not figure out a way to balance out the weapons that... Also, the the leveling up system was just atrocious in the first game. Yeah, I I just don't feel like any of that any of that part of the game on 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 battle EA's Battlefront. It really felt engaging. Like I never felt like I really was rewarded when I leveled up. Like it just didn't feel good to play to play that part of the game. My problem is, it, as immersive as the levels were, it didn't feel like you were immersed in the battle itself like you were with the originals because the originals you're like oh man when you see an ATAT walker coming at you you're like that's intimidating but I think I can take it down because I have rockets yep. where the other game was like oh man what random luck token did I pick up maybe I can take out this person or did anyone choose a loadout to no fine someone choose a different character when you die at spawn to go in try to go in you didn't feel like you were playing an objective or your class, which is what that game should have been for the EA battlefront. It should have been a class-based shooter. True. It, it should have played like a team fortress style yep. where you pick a role. And if you play your role, well, that's how you support your team. I feel like with it being based off the dice and the battlefield engine, I'm actually a little surprised they didn't do a better job at that. Honestly, if they would have just done star Wars battlefield, and then used the, and just reskinned it. Yep, you would have been fine. Plus, you could have stolen the uh, what is it? They did a space age uh, battlefront. Did they or not battlefront? Um, battlefield. Battlefield. I think it was like twenty forty nine or whatever. And and they had this awesome mode called Titan mode where you had two giant airships, and you could like launch the other person's airship, which essentially was um, what made it into battle Battlefield two or Battlefront two, the original. Yep, where you would uh, have those space battles you get into each other's ships and try to sabotage and take down each other's ships. Speaking of space battles, I, I will just to end battlefield on it. I like to end on a, on a positive note. And <laughs> I, I <laughs> what know did you we, do we, with my we, co-host. We, we hampered down pretty hard on battlefield on battlefront. Yeah. EA's battlefront. So, but I will end on saying that the space combat actually was pretty good. Space combat it, was done by a whole nother team. Though. It, Criterion, I think is the, the, the team that does burnout. Yes, does the the space combat, which it felt good, and it kind of brings me back to like for the, the second game, yep, yep, EA's Battlefront two, yep, and what you have is it kind of throws me back to I've liked Pod Racer and the games that we didn't talk about Rogue Squadron and Shadow of the Empire for sixty four, oh. which are also good space combat games that kind of follow yeah the, the vehicular the, stuff in that was I mean Rogue Combat was a huge series 
Rogue Squadron. Or yeah, well, <laughs> yes, yeah, I wrote Rogue Combat. Yeah, and Rogue New Squadron, Star Wars game I, coming twenty eighteen. I have copyright. I have great memories of vehicular via, uh, video games for Star Wars, and except I, for Star Wars Demolition. I never played it. Really, it was a Vigilante Eight engine with Star Wars. That doesn't surprise we'll me. We'll get into that later. <laughs> and it, just thinking about those kind of things is, I feel like they should almost make the third EA's Battlefront. Just do it all space combat. You know that one. got leaked, right? What? Did you hear about that? Or not EAs, but the original team. Oh yeah, the the battlefield uh, battlefront battlefront three, three got leaked, and I, I got feel like leaked they, prior. They, they totally leaked it because of all of everything. I think so because that was right Someone when was EA at Battlefront two came out, and they were getting nailed for all that loot box predatory. Someone wanted to make them look worse when they were vulnerable, and it totally worked. It definitely did. They're like, well, this is what we could have had, but they guys screwed us over. Yep. So I guess. Now that we've kind of talked about the the brief history of all these Star Wars games, where do you where do you want Star Wars to go for you? Like, what kind of Star Wars game will will I, you buy new? I think with the with the way that the Legends is, that's fine. Uh, it is something that doesn't exist. And as disappointed as I am, like, oh, this is no longer canon. The cool thing is, is we have this universe where we can make stuff out of whatever we want. We can use whatever lore that exists. I want to see some games in the legends universe then because that way you can bend the rules, you can break it, you can kill Which characters. Which would also be by a different developer. Yes. Since EA is tied to that canon, it would be kind of nice to have well, like Ubisoft. We'll see how long that goes before they get in I, trouble. I think kid. they're contracted through the early 2000, 2020s. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, so I think it's 2022. Two years, Two years then. It'll be interesting what lasts longer, EA or Trump. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no one wins either way, but uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see which one lasts longer. But I wouldn't mind seeing another company take on Star Wars from from your Legends point of view, where I, they they and they brand it Star Wars Legends. I would love to see a uh, Star Wars Battlefront Legends instead of uh, EA yeah, Battlefront. That, that way, you can kind of flip the the gears a that little. That way, bit. you can flip it around, do whatever you want with it. You could then get another game out of the uh, Force Unleashed series. Yep. You could get a bunch of great classic stuff. I would actually like to see a lot of that Kyle Katan Dark Forces stuff remastered because it was a wonderful game existed, but then you're starting to play off storylines. I would like to see a Lando Calrissian game. Do you really? I do. I want to just smuggle, man. Sm- I want to smuggle stuff. A smuggling game would be interesting, but I don't know. Where you I- have to go and you pick up resources at one place, fly to avoid stuff, and then while so you're, you're like on the Mad planet, Max, but uh, like a space yeah, Mad Max game. Space Mad Max, Lando yeah. Calrissian. I, I can see that working. I'm down. And you get Donald Glover to voice it. I'm full in, man. Well, that would be canon then. Right? Exactly. No, I'm saying if I, yeah. as if far as canon, canon game, yep. I want that as my canon game. And see, my canon games, I feel like would fall much more in the, the house of being in the villains. I want to see a Darth Vader game. I really? totally want to be Darth Vader through a whole video game. I want... It kind of falls in the suit with the Force Unleashed. There's really great new lore built for for Darth Vader from from different periods of time. He has his own villains. He has his own struggles as a person. How does he get to power? When he first had turned into that, they didn't just immediately respect him and give him an empire. You know what what made him as powerful as he is, and how did he develop his skills? And I, I feel like there's something to be said with that and something to be built from that. See, and I feel like I already got a lot of that from the previous games. So, But you haven't been to Vader. 
And I, I feel like that's... No, but you always had kind of like light interactions and you can kind of see him but controlling I, everything I want, back on. But you want, want that control. You yeah. want that power. You know, I want I want to be in God mode all the time, just slaying rebels. You know, I, I, I want to see that game because I just feel like there's there's like... There's a lot of potential with that. Is that why you liked Force Unleashed so much then? Because that opening sequence you played as Vader just ripping people? Well, it's just that. And I just... I feel like the the light side gets all all the stories. You know, everything is built around the light side of the galaxy. I want to hear more dark side stories. I want to, the, there is just as much potential on one side as there is the other, but the other side doesn't get any opportunity to share those stories. That's true. I think that villains were villain were vilified for the longest time. Like if it was villain, it was bad. They didn't want to go and put that out into the public. But I think the world has kind of embraced Darth Vader because all these people that grew up with He's Star icon- Wars. He is the iconic villain. Uh, he is, but I think we love him more now than what we did because nobody liked Vader growing up. When you're a kid, you want Luke. You want the good. You and, want and that. That's what I'm talking about. And I've been like, so Bioshock. I The first time I played through Bioshock, I played the evil, bad version. You know, when I play through games, there are a lot of people who don't choose to be on the light side of things. Yeah. And... I want a game where it humanizes Darth Vader, where he makes some of those choices because he's still human. So at what, what does, what can you do where you're pushing the limits of the dark side, but still remaining your humanity? So you want, you want that story though, I want told Vader. through the interactive yeah. medium. Yep. So I, would I, you want that as a movie? You know, I don't know. I, do you think that would work better as a interactive thing where you get to play, you get to experience that? I, I would rather it be a video game because I feel like I want to make those choices for Vader. Okay. I, I don't want one choice because I know how it ends. It's kind of like the Han Solo thing where I already know what Vader becomes and watching an hour and a half to two and a half hours, I guess now, uh, Star Wars movie, it's just not going to give me the the experiences of what made Vader Vader without being like a trilogy or something. And I, I don't really need a, a, see, a full I, trilogy. I want that gray area. I want, I want to see some game crossovers, not like, you know, freaking Yoda and soul caliber, but I want you to get your Darth Vader game where you're like yeah. manipulating and rocking power and everything. And I want that instant where you're on cloud city and I want my Lando Calrissian yeah, smuggler game. game. <laughs> and I want that to cross over. I want that where I'm making the bad deals with you and you're like fighting Luke. How has that not been in a game yet? That iconic Empire Strikes Back scene where you chop off Luke's hand. If you got to play Vader in that scene, that'd be so powerful. But again, after their experiences with movie made games, do you really want that experience? Because you know it's going to be bad. Well, the wonderful thing about the way that that was shot, though, is you only see part of the fight. So you could expand that out, and that works well in gameplay then. Yep. There's different stuff happening. No, there, there's definitely potential there. I never even thought of a smuggler game, though. The, Dude, the, more, the more I think about it, the more that actually works. Think about it, contraband and stuff. I also want a, I want a Fallout game with Star Wars Universe. Think about it. Scrappers and stuff. Oh. If you were a Star Wars scrapper where you're going around in this giant open world. Are you in canon or out of canon then? Like, I think it could be in canon because it could be Ray's story prior to. So you want her. a Ray type story. I want a Ray okay. story in the movie. Like give me a Fallout Ray where you're going around this desolate wasteland. Now you are talking scrapping about Scrapping stuff. <laughs> I just like, I like the weird pockets of the universe that. Like Rogue One. No, don't. 
I want the weird pockets of the universe where I hate you so much sometimes. I want the weird pockets of the universe that pop up, that give more to the universe itself that expands beyond what's happening with the rebellion, but what's happening with the people themselves and how the inhabitants of all these multiple worlds, all these weird alien creatures that we don't understand, but still somehow exist together. It's super cool concept. I just thought of a really great one. What do you got? We need to make a casino Star Wars game, a straight up a gambling game. Every, every Star Wars movie has gambling in it. You somewhere. can have that in the smuggling. You can, but imagine you just can the lose, whole game. You can lose your Millennium Falcon to yeah. Han Solo yeah. because you gambled poorly. But if you make a whole game, they can't do loot boxes. Let's just make a whole game where, you, you know, they could, they're could they going to figure out a way to just totally capitalize on gambling and Star Wars No, world. what they would do is they would do like a Grand Theft Auto where you go, oh, you ran out of money? Buy some in-game currency that you can use at the casino. Exactly. It'd be awful. I mean, it'd be awful, but they'd totally do it. You know they would too. Well, as <laughs> in, long as EA's got canon, the license, right? It's a, it's a random casino in, in the world. It's totally in canon. <laughs> EA owns Bejeweled. Why not just go and uh, take Candy that? Candy Crush and, Star Wars. Dude, why not, man? That'd be awesome. I'd be down for that. No. Star Wars theme candy crush and that's what time fighters blow up stuff that's like the the gateway to all bad games is when you start going like i know there's already mobile star wars games oh yeah of, of all sorts but oh yeah. it can only go downhill from here well i don't know i think that there's a lot of uh opportunity for stuff but i i i want a smugglers game so bad you stick with your smuggler i'll stick with my villain all right but just to kind of end the show again i hope you guys enjoy the show i'm I'm always throwing some stuff out there for you guys to read. I'd like to hear more comments from reviews that we're doing, our videos that we're putting out there, even though we're spoiling our videos, apparently. Yeah, because <laughs> how do you not know? How do you not know Detroit becoming human? But we will definitely have a lot of uh, coverage for Detroit becoming human. I'm going to probably post quite a bit. And uh, Are you going to put up a review for that once you get at least one playthrough? I'm, I'm definitely going to put a review up for it because I, I feel like it's going to be more of like an honest review from someone that plays narrative video games. And I, I will be judging against all of its peers. And I have a lot of high expectations for the game. But I, again, I'm I'm working on my writing by by sharing my, my views through writing. How would you like David Cage to go into a Star Wars game? Oh, it'd be great. Someone would just get... There'd be... They, they would just do some terrible things and Disney would never approve of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just wouldn't work out. They wouldn't even talk to David Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, did we hire you? Oh, yeah. You're the guy that made that game about a guy that had split personalities that murdered people. You have the guy that um, blacks out and his kid get drowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's just there's no good way of handling a little, that. A little too dark for the Star Wars universe. Way too dark. Just throw in Legends. You'll be okay. <laughs> We'll let him do the Darth Vader. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's our show for the week, man. Thank you for listening to the Couch Trolls podcast. If you like this episode, you can find more on Facebook by searching Couch Trolls or on Twitter at Couch underscore Trolls. I'm your announcer, Canada Sanchez, with Brian doing the sound. Thanks for listening. <laughs>